Welcome to the Lonnie Swain Show podcast. I'm your host, Lonnie Swain. I'm a media personality, correspondent, and digital influencer. My career has required that I make many cross-country relocations, starting out in my hometown of New Orleans, going to Baltimore, St. Louis, Chicago, Dallas, and ultimately back to New Orleans. I've had to start over and reinvent myself many times, which has made for interesting experiences, opportunities, and of course, some obstacles. The purpose of this show is to remind you that everyone has to go through something to get somewhere. I'll share my personal testimonials, trials, and tips, and invite guests to share theirs, all in hopes of inspiring you to live your best and most authentic personal and professional life encouraging self-love and self-care. Thank you so much for listening. Now let's get into the show. Y'all, I did a detox, 60 days of celibacy and sobriety. So what exactly does that mean? Okay, the sobriety part is no drinking alcohol, no smoking any funny cigarettes, no eating any special brownies, no um, taking any kind of anxiety pills, anything that you could think of that could alter your state of mind or mood. All of that's off limits. Celibacy includes not having sex with anyone else, but also not having sex with myself. So no masturbation. And the reason I decided to inflict this special kind of torture on myself. No, I'm just playing. Um, but at some points it did feel like it. But the reason I decided to um, do 60 days of celibacy and sobriety is because in the last days of 2017, I realized that if I wanted to see different results in 2018, I needed to do some things differently. And I recognized that my thoughts, my words, and my actions had not been in alignment. And so I wanted to get very clear on why that was. And I thought that a detox would be a good start. And I was right. It, it absolutely was. And, and let me also make note that this is not something that I had ever, 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 ever in my life done before. Now, I'm not really a big drinker, so that part was easy. Um, if I'm not in a relationship, celibacy is not an issue. The masturbation and the funny cigarettes were more my issue, I, I gotta admit. But I'm so grateful and so happy that I did this. And I really feel like I've highly recommended to everybody to do at least once in your life, whether it is just an occasional glass of wine that you drink after work, whether it is getting hammered and super drunk on the weekends, cutting those things out helps you to realize what your go-to distractions are, like for real. Not only your distractions, but your numbing methods and techniques. So it's so interesting because I made a direct correlation between my desire for any of these things with my want need to numb or distract myself from something or someone. So if I feel like I have to do something that I don't wanna do, that's when I'm like, oh, I need to have a funny cigarette or, oh, let me have a drink to make this tolerable. And so many times I hear people say stuff that is blaringly or glaringly obvious now that is 
a distraction and a numbing technique when people are like, oh, this day at work that I had, I need a drink. Or if I'm going to go to that event, I'm going to need to be drunk to go. No, you don't need to be drunk. You need not go to that event, basically, is what your body is telling you. So... If I'm frustrated with something or somebody, that's when I think about the drinks or the funny cigarettes or masturbation or even potentially sex with somebody else in the past. Those could have been triggers for those things. And if I'm happy, if I'm aligned, if I'm rested, I ain't checking for none of this stuff. And that was the the biggest eye opening thing was that. If I'm good, like I'm not thinking about having a drink. I'm not thinking about smoking no weed. I'm not thinking about masturbating. I'm not thinking about any of those things. But if I'm not aligned, that's when those things are are at the forefront, at the top of mind. What also helped me out during this time was that I found an awesome yoga studio and they were advertising a 20 day challenge at the start of the new year and I happily accepted it and I love a good challenge. So that was my real catalyst to, I was like, all right, 20 classes, 20 yoga classes in 20 days. I got this just to prove a point and a win a prize. Um, you can always incentivize me with a prize. But um, I was sober, celibate, and practicing yoga pretty much daily. That's like a different level of awareness than I had ever experienced in my life. So yoga is a practice that I absolutely love, but one of the main reasons is because it teaches us to sit with ourselves, especially when it's uncomfortable. One of my favorite yoga instructors and friends, Candice Doley. Hey, Candice, girl, you better be listening. Um, she once said during a class, the pose doesn't start until you're ready to get out of it. And I was like, oh, my God, that couldn't be more true for yoga and life. Like, what do you do when things start to get uncomfortable? That's when the real work begins. Do you fold? Do you give up? Do you resort to sex and drugs? It's like that Solange song, Cranes in the Sky. You could change your hair. You could try to sex it away. You could try to work it away. But once you come down from that high or once you're not drunk, your problems are still sitting there waiting for you. So if that's your go-to, you're going to constantly be going to those things and constantly have to be in a state of being loaded, being drunk, being high, because you are always not addressing what the actual issues are and you're constantly running from your actual issues. So it's it's just speaking to that need to do something about our discomfort. The idea that if we just do X, Y, or Z, then magically our discomfort is going to disappear. And that's not really what life is. So after that temporary buzz comes down, your anxiety is going to be waiting for you. Um, so the only way to deal with it is head on. And that sobriety and celibacy really took me to that place so that avoidance is always going to be unsuccessful I have been a pro at avoidance and it has never worked so what I observed is that everybody has their different vices for avoidance I was taking these mindful social meditation classes and one of the participants described it 
as it's kind of like AA, but not really like AA. But basically you sit around and you meditate silently for like 20 minutes, but then you do what they call social meditation and somebody just puts a thought out there and like they might say, how was your week? And then people just randomly, you know, might say, my week was really stressful because this happened. And the whole thing is to listen and acknowledge lovingly, but without judgment and not not feel the need to try to fix their problems or offer advice or anything like that. And that's been really insightful because hearing others admit that there is a need to speak even if it's forced small talk or chatter to break an uncomfortable silence or an uncomfortable eye contact, the need to offer a word for advice or comfort if somebody expresses their distress, all these things like we feel like we have to do something about it and not just sit with it and listen and be okay and hear and acknowledge, um, you know, just feeling like we have to respond to everything that's said or done or the feeling of obligation to put a title or a label or attach a word or a description to every person or thing that we encounter instead of just letting things be without conscious or unconscious judgment. It's a good feeling, y'all. It really is. Like, try it. And it was such unfamiliar ground for me especially being a Virgo and a control freak it's hard to just be in the moment because I'm always trying to anticipate the next moment and what it's going to require of me so ultimately I went into this detox thing thinking that I was giving up sex and liquor and masturbation but it really turns out I was giving up the need to slap a band-aid on all my uncomfortable moments and giving up the need to control every moment and giving up the need to fold when things don't go my way instead of facing my fears and frustrations and inviting them to sit and stay a while and looking at myself in the mirror and welcoming whatever version of myself that I am that day. Um, So I saw this quote on Instagram and I think that it fits very beautifully and I'm going to leave you all with this it says love the one in you who is sad love the one in you who is scared love the one in you who is angry love the one in you who is lonely love the one in you who hates herself Love all the ones who you are, and then you will know how to love the world. So my message today is love all of you without feeling the need to fix a thing. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Lonnie Swain Show podcast. Please visit my website, LonnieSwain.com, where you can sign up for my monthly newsletter, check out companion blog posts, show notes, and lots of other cool stuff. This podcast is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, Buzzsprout, CastBox, Anchor, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and my website. I love and appreciate all of your feedback, so don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, and share. Until next time, go where you are celebrated and appreciated, not just tolerated. Talk to you soon.